It is called holiness. Holiness also can be seen as being pure, being just, being perfect, as the case may be. And when you talk about holiness, we, holiness can only be attributed to God. Why? Because that is one, one of his characteristics. God is holy. There is no one that can be attributed. That characteristic can be attributed to except God. Why? Because he's an impeccable God. He is infallible. He is without sin. He is pure. He talked about purity. Our God is pure. He does not condone sin. You can't find sin in him. But tonight, I want to thank God for Jesus. Jesus Christ, because of his death on the cross of Calvary, has justified you and I. So we, we can be tempted to be holy. Hello? Because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary, we are declared holy. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, his action on the cross justified us. And now, we humans being redeemed can be said in case why that we you you are holy. And that was why, or that is why God now said, Speak to all the congregation of Israel and say to them. He spoke to them then, the natural Israel. He is speaking to us now, the spiritual Israel, the children of God that you shall be holy for I, your Lord, is holy. Hallelujah. Now, to go on, most times people find it impossible or say that it is impossible to live holy. We find it difficult and uh, we, we, people say that we can't live holy. I want to say it is a fallacy. Looking at what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary. If Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and redeemed us, and if Christ lived his holy life on earth without committing any sin, you and I can live a holy life. It's possible. Why? Because he said in John chapter 14, verse 12, that if you believe in me, he who believes in me, greater works, the works that I have done, he will do. When the Bible, when Jesus talks about works, the greater works, he's not talking only about miracle. He's not talking only about good things. He's talking about also, greater works also involves living a holy life. So it is possible. So if Jesus could live on earth without, you know, any sin, how much you and I? Our problem I think is that we look at the concept of holiness with a so much fear. <laughs> we look at it with so much fear and we conclude that it is impossible. But going by what the scripture has said to us today, 
Jesus, God has said, you must be holy, for I am holy. So, what am I saying? Having said this, holiness, if I should describe it and define it in a very simple manner, holiness simply means obedience. Holiness means simply obedience. Going by what James said in James 4 verse 12, when you know the right thing to do, and you refuse to do it, and don't do it to you, it is what? Sin. You know it is wrong driving without your seatbelt. Hmm? And you are doing it. Easy. You know it's not, it's not right to be late to meet it. And you are doing it. Easy. You know it's not right to lie. And so many other things. So, obedience, when we talk about holiness, simply put, it is obedience. What am I saying? You know, if you want to live a just life, a holy life, we must learn to obey the instructions from God. Hallelujah. So, the call to holiness is also, is actually the call to obedience. I want us to read First Peter chapter 1. Quickly, let's rush to First Peter chapter 1, verse I will start from verse 14 before I will now go properly into the, the benefits of holiness. From verse 14 it says, As obedient children, not fashioning ourselves or not conforming ourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance. <laughs> Did you get it? As obedient children, not conforming to ourselves or former lusts. Former lusts, we are somewhere before we are redeemed. So as obedient children, but we should confirm ourselves as, but as he who called us is holy. That person who redeemed us, who called us, Jesus Christ is holy. You also be holy in all your what? Conduct. It is not just in your conduct, but in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy for I am what? Holy. Looking at uh, uh, Leviticus, where we read. And so he says, and if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself throughout the time of your stay here in, in fear, knowing that you were redeemed with, you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your endless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But with a precious blood of who? Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without what? Spot. So, holiness is possible. That's what I'm saying. Holiness is possible. It is it's not an impossible thing to do. Okay. Now, having look at holiness, how do you see it? So, we attempt holy because Christ redeemed us. Hallelujah. And by that action, we have been separated the action word, we can separate ourselves from anything that will draw us back to where we were when he redeemed us. And so we can say we can live a good life. That's it. Now, what are the benefits? What are the dividends of holiness? Are there rewards for holy, living a holy life? Are there rewards for anyone who lives a holy life? The answer is yes. Number one benefit you will get is peace of God. 
Praise God. When you live a holy life, you get the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, 4, 8, and 9. You can get it from me on the screen. Then if you look at John chapter 14, verse 27, you also see what the Bible says there. Philippians chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 8. If you read it, 8, and it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, blah, 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 blah. Now, go to 9. Move to 9. Move to 9. It says, Those things which you have both what learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the peace of God shall be what? With you. Have you seen the reward there? When you do these things, when you be pure, those things that are pure, those things that are good, if you do them diligently, the reward there is that the peace of God shall be with you. And when we talk about the peace of God, it's not just the kind of peace of the world. Just like Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 37, that the peace I give you is not like the world gives. I give you a perfect peace. Not like the world. You know the kind of peace the world gives. It is not the kind of peace Jesus gives. So when you live a holy life, you have peace. Even when things are going wrong, you know you, you, you are at peace. Because you are holy. That, that word that says that evil um, um, clear conscience does not uh, fear. Yes, you know, that sort of thing. So that was one number two. Living a holy life, what is the benefit? Number two, you live in health. You live in health. When you live a holy life, the benefit of holiness is that you will live in health. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 19. My brother, you have to be. Sorry, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 19. Yes, Proverbs 11, verse 19. If you read it, you will see what the Bible says there. As, as righteousness. Tended to life. So he that does not persuade evil, persuade it to his own death. So righteousness, holiness leads to life. Life to your body. <laughs> Let me say it. Sin leads to death. Sin leads to death. And holiness leads to life. That's what the Bible is saying. Holiness leads to life. If you will die young, if you live insane. Yes. Your life will be cut short if you live in sin. The reason God has said, avoid this, avoid that, is for our own good. People who live in sin, if you keep on living in sin, you might think you are smart, you can do all those things, the games people play, I can maneuver my time, maneuver my way, blah, blah, blah. One the other one. Amen? And the other one, You'll be saying, and I know. Hallelujah. And so, sin leads to death. But when you see someone who lives a holy life, there is nothing. When you talk about HIV, when you talk about uh, sexual um, sicknesses, when you eat Guinea, because you are living your life pure. Is somebody there with me? Yes. So, living a holy life leads to health. You see yourself bubbling. God will even perfect your health. He said, if you serve me, in Exodus, he said, if you serve me and fear me, I will bless your what? 
your food and your what? Your water. What does it mean when God says, I will bless your food? You know what you eat? Yeah, when you eat a good food, drink good water, you have good health. And that was why God said, I will do that. If only you will just be obedient to me. Just like I said, holiness is obedience. Hallelujah. Number three, number three, the benefit of holiness is you will live long. You will live long, long life. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27. Proverbs 10, 27 says, okay, and the fear of the Lord prolongs what? Days. But the years of the wicked shall be what? The word of God. But sometimes, you know, before your job, two of us. Sometimes God knows the reason. But let me tell you, I have seen people who are holy, who are who are good, who are children of God that live long. If you go to, to, to Psalm 91, verse 16, the Bible says he satisfied them with what? Long life. Simple. That is the benefit of holiness. The benefit of holiness. You will live long. There's a lot of your pastor Hagi, you and what? Uh, sudden death. That's the word of God. Number three, number four, number four, benefits of holiness says satisfaction. You will have satisfaction and contentment. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. You know it. He said that, that godliness with what? Eh? But godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. You see, any man you see that is a child of God that lives a holy life is satisfied. Is contented with what he has. Yes. Even if he has one that is contented with it. Even if he has billions of men, he's contented with it. And that is why, because people, because of kind of, they are not contented, they now soil their hand and mess up. And when they get amassed this world, some of them, when they amass this world, they may not live to enjoy it. Yes. The Bible says that if one is stolen, the food stolen sounds like a what? A gravel in the mouth of the person. Stolen food or stolen money. In a area, on that gravel. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. So this is the benefit. Satisfaction. You are you are contented within you. Afro Jurugi. You you are not moved. It's not it's not that you can't have good things, but you have seen meaning that godliness with contentment is great gain. Hallelujah. It's entia. And there is a life after. That's number four. Then number five. Benefits of holiness is that those who live holy life are delivered from trouble. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 8. They are delivered from trouble. They are delivered from trouble. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 8. And it says, the righteous is delivered out of what? 
trouble and the wicked comment in in his in, in his state. In other words, when the Lord delivers the righteous, yeah, because the wicked, uh, the people who are who are not righteous before God, they will now meet that dilemma. God delivers his own. He didn't stop there. If you read some part of verse 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of what? Of the righteous, but the Lord does what? Deliver them from, from delivers them from them all. Did you get the scripture? It's not that troubles will not come. As a righteous man, you will see bundles of them, it will come. Those things will come. But the assurance God is giving a righteous man and a holy man is that God will deliver you. Did he deliver Job? Yes. Did he deliver many people we know in the scripture? Yes. Even if I ask you now to point one or two things God has delivered you from, you give me a list of them. Hallelujah. Amen. And so he delivers us. It's not that you will not have trouble, but the Lord will deliver you. Hallelujah. That's number five. Number six. The benefits of holiness, God hears them. God hears them. Philippians, sorry, Psalm 34, verse 17. God hears them. You can get it, Psalm 34. This is the, the, the righteous cry. Okay? You can say the righteous pray. Uh, the righteous cry. And the Lord hears that you have not cried. That we have not prayed, then God has not And delivered them out. He delivered them out of their troubles. That's the word of God. That's the benefit. Let me give you a perfect example. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. We'll pick it from there. Genesis chapter 4, verse 2. Then she bore again this time his brother, Abel. Now Abraham, sorry, Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. I want you to follow. Two brothers dealing in different things. The other one was tilling the ground, he was a farmer. The other one was rearing sheep. Okay? Now they have different things they were doing. Now, the three are in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord, which is good. Okay, now verse 4 And Abel also brought of the first fruit born of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abraham, sorry, Abel, and his offering. Why? Why did he respect it? Was it because he came with a fatter, you know, bigger offering, butter offering? No. You know, those days in secondary school, I'm sorry, in Sunday school, they will tell you that Cain was the Jibo. You know, he brought one G that has one, this thing, or he brought this in a has one leg. <laughs> Why uh, Abel brought his own was good. All these things just to create an imagery. But that's not the right thing. Look at the right thing. They brought, Ken brought a good, good offer. Yes, he brought a good offer. 
Likewise, Abel. But look at the problem. The problem says, but he did not respect Cain and his, his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Verse 7 is the answer. If you do well, <laughs> did you get it? If you do well, you will not, will you not be accepted? What is the word if you do well? If you live holy life, Simple. If your life is good before God, your offering, God cannot accept the food without you can't accept the food without looking at the plate. Is somebody here with me? God looks at the person that is bringing the offering. So the content, the life of the person bringing the offering, natural right to them, and that was why he said. You do not do well. Sin. Have you seen the problem now? Sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. God even gave you, gave you to try to, I mean, overcome it. So what I'm saying is the essence, the prayer of the righteous comes. Because God respects it. Because that person is holy. If you live a holy life, when you cry unto the Lord, He hears you. If you are here and you are holy, you have prayed and prayed for a for a for for one particular thing you want God to do for you, and that thing has not come. Child of God, just keep quiet. Don't bother. God will bring to you what is good for you. Anything he keeps quiet, allow him. You know, we we need to grow to have capacity. Okay? This building has capacity. If this the foundation of this building is for just for one story, and you put up three stories, what will happen? It will collapse. Why? Because it does not have capacity to carry what? Two-story building. So you grow in capacity. You have prayed for something, that thing is not coming forth. Maybe God maybe is waiting for you to have capacity to handle that thing so that he releases it to you. Is somebody here with me? And so, when you pray and it's not forthcoming, it does not mean that God hates you. Some people say, hey God, I'm a righteous God. I have served you, I have lived only, and this thing, one thing I have been asking you. But you know, man, God has a plan. And his plan is good for you. Hallelujah. And so that is it. God hears them. Then number seven. Then those that live righteous, what put? They shall not lack good thing. They shall not lack good thing. They shall not lack good thing. If, if Psalm thirty-four, verse nine and ten. It. You see, I want to emphasize something on that place. And that, that place it says, "They shall not lack good things." Psalm thirty-four. Are you there? Psalm thirty-four, verse nine. I, I want to look at it. Okay. It says, "And oh, oh, fear the Lord, ye his what sense for for there there is no want to them that they want did you get that there is no want for them that fear him okay continue verse 10 he says the young the young lions do lack and suffer hunger but this but they that seek the lord shall not want any good thing i want to emphasize on good thing amen the good there is not for you to determine is for God. 
Because some of that is now you do good hair. I'm a righteous man. Then God, God said, I will not like anything. God did not say you not like anything though. What did he say? You will not lack any good thing. Somebody's not understand what I'm saying. That good there is not for you to determine. It's God that determines what is good for you. For example, you might think that you lack food. To you, you want that food. It is good for you at that moment. But God knows that if He gives you this food, it may lead you to something and He will restrict it from you. It may not come. But that does not mean you lack. You don't get it. You don't lack. So those that fear you will never lack. You will not lack anything good because He knows you better than you know yourself. So if you're a righteous man, you will not lack. You might not be seeing it, some of us. What we want is cash, but in health. I was listening to children. I, I felt I empathized with that. The pains I was there, I was saying, if I were the one that went through this pain, I would just say, oh, no, that we through this pain, life for like this. But you might be thinking, this, I think, God, you're not giving me that one story building I've been asking you. But look at God has given you health. Then where you go and ask the price of that health. You know how much. Hallelujah. Amen. So again, Matthew chapter six verse thirty-three. We know it. Seek first the kingdom of God and His what righteousness, and all all these things shall be added. What are all these things? The good things, or whatever He good shall come to you. But first, there is a condition. Seek first the kingdom and righteousness. In other words, holiness. The benefit of holiness is that God shall add all things to you. Praise the Lord. Number eight. Number eight. They are sustained. If you are a holy person, you live a holy life, God will sustain you. There's no two ways about it. Psalm 55 verse 22. Please go to that place. Psalm, Psalm 55 verse 22. When you serve God, He sustains you. Yesterday, I celebrated uh, my sixth year wedding anniversary. Yeah, exactly yesterday it was six years. And I sat down and I looked at, I just, you know, looked back and uh, I saw God sustain us. <laughs> Amen. I just, I said, God, you are so good. Six years back, I wasn't like this. Six years back, I was alone. <laughs> but today, we are more than two. Eh? And I said to God, you have sustained me. No man has sustained me. You wear the person to sustain. The righteous are sustained. Do Cast that burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Let me tell you something. God, because of you, can render Egypt for us. God, because of you, can make the whole of Yolubu state go. It's possible. He did it for the people of Israel. 
So you are not different. If only you will live holy, you shall be holy. Just as your father in heaven is holy. Now number nine, number nine, I'll stop at ten. Number nine, the benefit is it. They shall be in everlasting remembrance. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 7. Please get it. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11. Those that live holy life, they shall be in everlasting remembrance. Do you know what I'm saying? The Bible says, everlasting remembrance. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of what? Life. I said verse 7. 7, not 10. Not 7, 11. Proverbs 10, verse 7. Okay. He says, the memory of the just eh, is what? Blessed. But the name of the wicked shall rot. Before I talk about this, can you quickly say, go to Psalm 102, verse 28. I'm rushing it so that you finish and we'll begin to pray. I pray the Holy Spirit is ministering to you tonight. It's ministering to you. I just wanted you to look at the scriptures so that he have this moment. It's a scripture. It says, The children of thy servant shall what? Continue. And their seed shall what? Establish before thee. Even after, even after you have what? Even after you have gone as a righteous man, your descendants, if they continue in the way of holiness, shall continue to speak. Let me give you a perfect example. I listened to a poor man's uh, son. You know, one of his sons is Pastor Good News. Good Heart. Yes, Good Heart. I listened to him. He was testifying. He said that it was when his father died that he now understood the name. A name of a person is precious than whatever the Bible priest. He said that there are some contra- there are some places he entered. He just mentioned his name. My name is Good Heart. The person said, "Are you a good man, son?" He said, "Yes." He said, no, no, no. Your father was a good father. He is still as an impeccable man. Come, what do you want? This contract, you have it. He said his father's name opened door for him. A woman in our own eyes lived a rotten life in terms of you know what I'm talking about. You know when we talk about rotten life, we talk about A B A C H A. No, no, no. Abacha. If you say my name is I am Muhammad, I am smart, Abacha. Who's a coaching? Because it's a rotten name. Yes. Tempt rotten. I'm just giving an example. But the righteous, even when they're not there, a poor man is not there, but the son is testifying of what the fruits the yeah. So the righteous, if you live, you see, you shall, they shall be in everlasting remembrance. When they look at you, they say, ah, your father. Remember, you know, that God saved Israel. Remember, God did whatever with it. He, whatever he did, because of the covenant he had to do, Abraham, he will continue to say, because of Abraham, I do this. One man, name. And today, we are Abraham 
blesses are we. Are you not? We still sing it. That name, Abraham, is still lingering. After many years, righteousness and holiness. When you die and go out of this earth, will your name still make be in remembrance? That's the question I have to ask ourselves. The last one. The righteous, those who live holy life, we live, we have eternal life. That's where I will stop. Those that live holy life, when you live a holy life here on earth, you have eternal life. Can you get me John chapter 5 verse 12? I'll stop at that place. John chapter 5 verse 12. When you live a holy life, when you live a holy life, you, 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 you will have eternal life. Then ask they him, what man is that which? No, First John. First John, sir. First John chapter 5, not John. First John chapter 5. You see, when you live a holy life, you have eternal life. Okay? Uh, that's a, the way the Bible says it, that's why I want to uh, wait for him to, 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 to shoot it so that we read together. Or somebody's there. Okay, he's there now. Whatever, whoever believes that who? Jesus is Christ. Is born of what? Eh? And everyone that loveth him, that begets God's love, him also, that is begotten of him. Okay, verse, no, verse 12. Look at verse 12. Okay, he that has the son has life. You are correct now. And he that has not the Son, has not the Son of God, has no life. life. Continue verse 9, verse 13. Verse 13. He says, Those things I have written unto you that, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have what? Did you get it? Those that believe in who? In Jesus Christ, they have eternal life and that that ye may believe also on the name of the Son of God. What is the Bible saying here? God is saying that once you live a holy life, living a holy life is that you have set apart yourself from sin. You believe in the name of Jesus and you are acting on that which he has given you, which is holiness, beginning to set, hate what he hates. He says you will have eternal life. What is eternal life? Eternal life is a life you will have after this life. Let me tell you, we already have eternal life. I hope you know. Eternal life starts here. Don't wait until you die. Christians don't die. Hello? We don't die. We transit. We don't die. All we do is we wear off the life and continue the already eternal life we have in Christ. He says, he that believes. Do you believe in the name of Jesus? If yes, you have eternal life. If no, you don't have eternal life. It's very simple as that. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So we have seen this thing. Finally, what am I saying? To live a holy life in 2021 is possible. It's 100% what? Possible. All we need to do is to answer to this call. To the answer, the answer, the call of Jesus and submit to the Holy Spirit, and when we submit to Him, then we will become the partakers of these benefits I enumerated. As simple as that. 
There are benefits. We have read them. Just there are many of them. I just chose ten, just to you know stir us to know that there is benefit or there are benefits for living holy. So to to move you to action to live holy this year is possible to say I will not lie. It's possible to say I will not go into this. Believing Jesus and submitting to the Holy Spirit. And you know, that can only be done if you answer the call. The call Jesus is calling. If you are not a child of God, it's not possible to live a holy life. But if you are a child of God, it is possible. And you submit to the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to live, begin to live holy life. From now. Thank God this is January. We are still in January. You can make a determination. Bible says, Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, that Daniel did what? Proposed. It's a matter of decision. You can consciously propose not to do that thing. You can purposely say, I will not be late to meetings again. You can purposely say, I will not live in sin, I will not live in sexual immorality. It's possible. I can say, I will do business without lying. It's possible. And so many other areas. May God help us. Amen. When we do that, you will see God will perfect His holiness in you. When you take a step of action, which is a step of separation, you see God trying to do what? Will perfect His holiness in you. Why? Because I am the righteousness of God through. Christ, Jesus Christ. You are the righteousness of Christ through Jesus Christ. So, you can boldly say as a child of God that I am holy. That I am righteous. Because Christ has made us so. By your mercy, prayer. Just what you heard tonight. Just digest it. I want you to tell yourself it's possible I can live a holy life in 2021. It's possible. Say to them, My children, you shall be holy for I, your God. If Jesus can do it, I can. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ. That's strengthens you. Can you ask for that help? If you have not given your life to Jesus, please do. Very simple. Confess your sin to Him. Declare to Him. Answer Him. Say, Father, I am here before And submit to the Holy Spirit. And you see yourself. It's very, it's very hard. You begin to live a holy life. That thing you say is impossible. We become so simple. Father, we thank you. I know you have spoken. I am not standing here on my own capacity. I have spoken because you have given a message to us. And you have ministered to hearts. Just like you promised you will. Father, 
we so much believe that we will live a holy life. It's possible to live into 2021. And Father, we pray that grace will be released upon us. So that these benefits will come to us. So that when people see us, they will say, indeed, their God is a great God. Thank you for tonight. Continue to work on us and to perfect your holiness in us. This we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord.